Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm recording today on Saturday, August 27th, porque tengo muchas fiestas to go this weekend. I'm a popular girl. I usually am not, but unos weekends, you know, la gente quiere que haga un special appearance. I'm just kidding. It's my niece's birthday party tomorrow, and today we have another party for our old neighbors, and I'm excited to go to my old hood and meet with the compadres and the comadres that used to live around me. That's the only thing I do miss about living in Fontana is like knowing my neighbors, although I was very antisocial. Oh my god, let me tell you the story about these particular neighbors that we're gonna go hang out with today. My sister and I have always looked alike and at one point in our lives we were both driving the same type of car, same color, so our neighbors would often confuse us. And one day, I got to my house, and my neighbor's like, oh my god, how are you? And I was just like, she never talks to me. So I stood there for a bit, in complete shock. But I kept the conversation going, I went back inside, and then I had to leave to go to the store or something. So I came back outside, and she looks at me, and she's like, you're not Roxy. Was I talking to you earlier? And I'm like, yeah, I was wondering why you were talking to me, because you usually don't. Then we both started laughing, and at this point, I didn't really know what she looked like because I wouldn't go to the parties that they would invite my parents to. Uh, my sister would because she was younger. I was in school. I was busy, and half of the time, I just didn't want to go because I was tired. And she tells me, one time I saw you hiking, and I was like, really? She said, yeah, my cousin and I were together. We saw you hiking, and my cousin said to me, isn't that your neighbor? And I told her, yeah, that's my neighbor. And she was like, ay, que sangrona, no dice hi. And I was just standing there like, what the hell? Like, she just called me a sangrona. And I said, I'm sorry if I come off as sangrona. I'm actually, like, really shy. And if I saw you out in public, I probably wouldn't have recognized you because it's the first time that I'm actually seeing you, like, face to face. And I told her I apologize if I ever came off like sangrona. I'm not. Um, but... I see how it could come off like that. I also suffer from this condition called resting bitch face syndrome, and I've been suffering with this for the 32 years of my life. So it's very hard to break the mold of how my face is and practice my smiles, but I'm trying. And it was just so funny. And ever since then, like now we established like a relationship where we invite each other to our parties. Like we went to her wedding and now they've become like good friends of my family. But it was so funny that I was in complete shock when she called me sangrona to my face. But sometimes you need that. Someone to just like check you. And she checked me definitely because my attitude completely changed after that. And I would say hi to everybody because I was like, yo no quiero que digan que soy la neighbor sangrona. It's just how my face is and I'm shy. My shirts launched this week and I'm so proud of them because for me, these shirts, like they mean a lot more than just a shirt. I really took a lot of time in wanting it to be perfect and 
there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn when you launch like merch or your own business or this podcast, everything. And it's scary and you're investing money and you don't know like what's going to happen. Is it going to be a good turnout? Are people going to like it? Like so many thoughts go through your head and I was getting really in my feels about it. Like, I don't know if it's good enough. And I, you know, the imposter syndrome always makes a special appearance and I hate it, but I'm working through it. Um, I'm very proud of what it is. I personally like drove to LA to go look for the shirts because I didn't want just a whatever quality shirt. I wanted a good shirt because I like my shirts to be quality and I don't want it to get ruined. Like on the first wash, I actually just washed my shirt and I washed it inside out in cold water, let it air dry y no paso nada. So they look beautiful. I initially had ordered shirts online to like test them out and see what the quality was like and all these had really good reviews but when I got them they were like very thin and they just look ugly so I decided to drive to LA and go to downtown LA found this place and this really nice man helped me and now he's a homie so when I'll be restocking I'll definitely be visiting him and he was very nice he explained the quality of the shirts and just different pricings and it's a whole ordeal. So that's just getting the shirt and then finding a print shop. Finding a print shop that will allow you to bring your own shirt and that has the type of color that you want and what sizes are okay for screen printing, what sizes are not okay for screen printing. There's DTG, direct to garment. Like there's so much. I was like so stressed out about it because I'm the type of person that likes to know what I'm doing and when I don't know like I get frustrated because there's so much knowledge out there but it's all part of the process and then my sister and I got together and we designed the we well I just told her what I wanted and she helped me like put it into vision there's another shirt that we worked on together that we'll be launching next but finding the print shop was also um, a whole thing and like finally found the print shop that I wanted and my sister designed the design so I had everything I had the design the shirt and the print shop so then like the print shop kept emailing me back and forth like the sizing on the back and my cut off on some shirts and it was just the whole thing I had to drive to the print shop a couple times because for me through email it's a little hard to communicate when you don't know what you're doing like I this is all new to me so I kept on telling the guy thank you so much for being patient with me and for answering all my questions I would stop by on my way home from work taking pictures with products is another thing I learned this time so sometimes like you don't want it to look wrinkled and there's certain angles that you won't get the whole shirt and <laughs> My mom and I spent like all of Sunday morning last week in downtown Riverside where I took the pics and she just had I had my little tripod and she kept on fixing the shirt for me and telling me like look this way look that my knees hurt so appreciate that post I'm just kidding <laughs> like I was like I'm so old I can't drop it low anymore but I'm so proud of them. I want to thank each and every one of you that has ordered one. I will be working on shipping them. ASAP because I want to see you guys in them. I know that the smalls are all sold out and the 2X is sold out and some people have asked me for 3X. I will be ordering those sizes when I do the restock because initially, like I said, this is all new to me so I didn't know what sizes to get 
And now I know, and I will continue to do better every time I put out products out there. I have a new level of respect for small businesses because it's not easy. to make products and to sell them and to put them up on a website and to figure out what you're going to charge because I struggled a lot this week with all that. Like, I don't know anything about like putting things for sale, like the shipping costs, the taxes, um, how to put inventory. And I, I taught myself a little bit of it and I had my sister look over it. I'm so glad that I have her. I'm very lucky. I know a lot of people are not lucky like that and everything they learn on their own or they hire someone to do it and that's expensive. So please be mindful when you're shopping small that it took a lot of work for this person to put this product out there and it's just a lot of work, especially when you're working full time and this is your side hustle slash passion or even sometimes it's their sole income. If we can support celebrities with a whole team that does things for them we can support small businesses this week the president announced that they are extending the student loan repayment till december which i'm very happy about that's why i was the most happiest i don't think i qualify for some of the loan forgiveness but i haven't done my research because i haven't had time but i will and i hope that you guys do your research and see if your loans qualify because honestly, like it's a burden to have those loans. I know like I try to ignore them and just pay the bare minimum because I'm on like the income based repayment and I'm not mad about it. It doesn't affect my credit, um, whatever. It is what it is. Um, a lot of people are very unhappy about this because they've paid off their loans. But if you have, congratulations to you. And I'm sorry that you didn't benefit from this. And I wish that they gave you your money back. And some people were just... I didn't go to school for that reason and it's your fault and it's this, but I was 18 when I went to school. I signed off like I knew what the hell was the loans. I thought, oh, it's like you don't think about these things when you're 18 going to school and people don't understand that. I didn't have parents that guided me and said, hey, like these loans might screw you over in the future because then you won't be able to buy a house or you won't be able to take vacations or you won't be able to... Like, I didn't have that. And I know a lot of people didn't because we just signed our life away like we knew it because we were promised this, like, career and this great paying job and this and that. But not a lot of us got that great paying career or it really paid off to go to school. I don't regret my degree because it taught me a lot of life skill to be in college and to be working and just to learn different things. I think I'm barely taking advantage of my business degree now that I launched this podcast and I'm launching this merch with a brand that I'm starting. But I just don't get why everybody's so angry. One of my amigas that I made online, her name is Viani Harali, and I'll tag her Instagram on the description of this podcast episode, um, wrote a post about the student loans and an illustration of her feelings. And she wrote in the post and it said, if you are angry and bothered by this, look within you. What are you projecting? What is preventing you from caring and having compassion for other people who might not have privileges like you? And I just felt that in my heart because that's how I felt when I overheard people talking about this in public. I was just like, why does it bother you so much? Anyways, those are my two cents. I'm very happy for those people who are going to benefit from this. And I hope that I benefit to some of it. But if I don't, at least I benefit from that extension. On a lighter note, um, 
<laughs> it's not really that light. So my friend and I were talking and we were saying how we hate when men refer to themselves as alpha males. Like I honestly get the ultimate ick when a guy says that he's an alpha male. And I've had an ex that used to say that and I would be like, oh, you're so annoying. Like don't say that. And therefore that's why he's my ex. <laughs> but if a man says he's an alpha male, run the other way. If he listens to Joe Rogan, run the other way. I don't care. I'm judging you. Remember when I told you guys that I wasn't very good at flirting? Well, let me tell you, your girl's getting better. I often see this guy in the same structure that I park at where I work at. So per usual, I'm running around like always and half of the time I'm just like on a mission. And I've been working out on my lunch breaks because it's just been easier for me that way. So right away at 12 when I take my lunch, my lunch is only an hour. I get dressed and I run to my car and I go to the gym. On Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember. I did that. I was running to my car and I see this guy and he and I make eye contact. He's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, hi, I'm good. How are you? And then he asked me, do you work around here? I said, yeah, I work down there. And then I'm like, what about you? He's like, oh, I work in this building right here. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he just kept staring at me and I was like, oh, I'm Melina, by the way. And then he's like, oh, I'm bleep. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I'm protecting his privacy. But anyways, uh, I told him like, oh, nice to meet you. I'll see you around. And then I ran to my car and he just stood there like, oh, that's it. And I just thought to myself, that was really impressive. And I know that the bar is low. But anyways, I thought this whole time I've been parking in this parking structure and this man has been in my proximity and I was like Jesus is this the man of my dreams has been parking next to me I'm just kidding but I really appreciated the fact that he approached me that way I thought it was really nice and not scary because sometimes you get scared when guys approach you in public and out of nowhere <laughs> but I felt familiar because obviously we park next to each other all the time I carry Liquid IV everywhere I go and they're always in my purse so whenever I open one I always share with whoever I'm with and I get them hooked. If you're looking to try it or if you need to restock your pantry with your Liquid IV packets they are giving my listeners 25% off plus free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and enter code unbreakable underscore latina. Once again it's liquidiv.com with code unbreakable underscore latina. On this week's episode, I wanted to talk about moving out of your Hispanic household because let me tell you, that was really tough. And not only is it tough because a lot of our culture, they expect you to stay with the parents until you get married, que salgas bien de la casa, y que pidan tu mano, and it's very traditional. And I grew up in a household that was very traditional and my parents had those same thoughts. I had other friends that were from different cultures, different backgrounds, and their parents were like, once you're 18, you're out of here. And they did. They did leave their homes. They went to college. They moved out of state. They did all that. The first time I moved out was when I was 23. And my dad was so against it. But also, if you listen to previous episodes, you know why I wanted to move out because of my mental health. But my parents were like so against it. And the worst part is that I was moving in with a boyfriend at the time. And that was a temporary move. I just needed to get out because my mental health couldn't take it. In our culture, though, 
our parents feel like abandoned, I think, because like, for example, my mom lived with her family until she got married. And even when she got married, they lived together. And my uncles too, they lived with their wives and everybody lived together, but because of necessity, not because they wanted to. I've heard many things from different friends of their family being so against their move when they were younger or even when they're older in their 30s. Like, why are you going to go pay rent somewhere else? You could help us here with the bills. Um, we even cook for you. Like, ¿qué más quieres? My dad would tell me that, no sé qué más quieres, aquí tienes un hogar, blah, blah, blah. Or also saying like, oh, no más te quieres mover because you want freedom and you don't want me to know what time you come home and you don't want me... And sometimes it is because of that reason, because you want freedom, because you want your own place, your own space. And it was very difficult for me to move out, one, without my parents' approval because they were so against it. They would like guilt trip me. And to top it off, I was moving in with a boy. That was the worst. Like, oh my gosh, no te ha pedido la mano. ¿Y cómo vas a vivir allá? ¿Y estás casada? ¿En qué va a decir la gente? So much crap that I went through, but I couldn't really express myself and tell them the real reason why I was moving out because of their problems. So I moved out against their approval and I was like, I'm old enough. I'm 23. Like, you guys are, should be glad I stayed longer. And I moved out and let me tell you, moving out of your home is a whole new world. Like, you're responsible for cooking, cleaning. You don't realize how expensive things are. Although I was very independent, it was also like a huge shock for me, but I needed that. I needed to see what I was what was out there. So if you are in your 20s or you're, you're like 18, 19 and you want to move out and you could afford it, do it. And if it's affecting your mental health living in your family's home, do it. I moved out. Um, moving in with a boyfriend, a partner, girlfriend, whatever, is not easy because you're used to living with your family a certain way and then you realize that not everyone grew up the same way, not everyone picks up after themselves. Um, things are that are important to you aren't important to them. So it's a whole learning thing. Like I suggest that if you move out, you move with like, if you could afford it by yourself, number one. If you can't afford it, then move in with a roommate, like maybe like a friend or something. And sometimes that ruins friendships. I've seen friendships ruined by that. I've been part of a um, roommate situation that didn't go well. And it's hard to live with other people, but you also learn a lot about yourself and you gain this independence and you feel like I could achieve anything. So for me, I would recommend that you move on your own first. If you can't, find a roommate. And if you find a stranger, just make sure you do your background checks and do all that or try to find a common friend. And if you move in with a significant other, just know that it's going to be a lot of work. It's not a piece of cake. Um, finally, after living with my boyfriend at the time, uh, I finally found my own place. I got a roommate and I loved it for the first year. It was amazing. The freedom I had, but I did have the sense of guilt that I wasn't with my mom and I wasn't with my sister and I would try my best to like go back and spend time with them. And if they did something, I would feel left out. Like I would be like, why am I not part of this? But it's like, I decided to move. That's why I'm not part of it. Like they live together. So they go do stuff on their own. And it's just like a weird thing, but like I said, you do learn so much about yourself, responsibilities, <laughs> like you don't realize how you have to like clean the stove and do this, little things that you take for granted in your family home, you're like, wow, like my mom worked really hard, I found a new level of respect 
for my mom like working and taking care of the household like I was just like whoa how did she do it like moms have superpowers I always feel like every mom that I know I'm just like how do you do this like there's no way like I could barely keep myself fed and my house clean by myself I can't imagine like with kids and a job and and a husband it's a lot of work from my experience I think that my parents felt like betrayed because they worked so hard to give us this home that, you know, the American dream of owning a home and your kids are all going to have their own rooms and do that. And they did. And all of a sudden, like the kid wants to leave. And in my situation was a little different. Like, I think if my parents would have had a good marriage and we didn't have as many problems as we did, I would have stayed till this day. But because that was in the, the situation, like, I had to leave for the sake of myself, to save myself. And I think also that my mom and my dad left their family home to come to America. And it was very difficult for them, but not because they wanted to. It wasn't their choice. They had to do it to survive. Because if they stayed in Mexico, they wouldn't have made the same amount of money that they made and they're the same opportunities that they had out here. So it's hard to explain being a first gen to your parents that you want to move out because they work so hard for this dream of being here and, you know, providing for us and giving us a home. And it might not be like the perfect home, but there's a lot of love there. But sometimes there's a lot of toxicity as well. And I've had people that have really toxic parents that guilt trip them about moving out and how dare you. I used to date this guy that his mom would ask for a certain amount of money from his check and if he didn't do that then she wouldn't let him eat of their food it was crazy to me because he was barely making any money and i just didn't understand because my parents never forced us i mean at some point we did put money in but it was out of necessity not because my mom was like you better give me money and it's crazy and you have to sometimes not sometimes you have to always put yourself first and if you want to move you have to respectfully explain it to your parents the reasoning for your move and if you know they'll come around my parents came around after a while and um after I I, I don't I moved so many times like honestly guys in the last like 10 years I moved so much but at some point I did come back home out of necessity because of a situation I was in and I was grateful that that home was still there and that my mom opened her arms and was like come home and I could still live on my own if I wanted to but I choose to live with my mom because I love her so much and because I enjoy her company and it's just the way I like to live. Another thing I'm grateful for is moving in with that boyfriend that I moved in with because if I would have waited till marriage we would have been divorced already (laughs) and it's a Subject that a lot of people are against, like, oh, don't ever move in with someone before you're engaged or before you're that. Honestly, I feel like you do have to move in with someone before you're engaged. That's just my personal opinion. Everyone's different. But I would have already been on my first divorce if I would have married that person. And I tell my mom all the time, remember when you were so against it? What if I was married? I would have been divorced already. And she's like, I know, I know. But... I do suggest to move in with a boyfriend if you guys are ready to take that next step. Um, You have to be ready. You can't force somebody to want to move in with you. And you also are 
might not get your parents approval in moving in with that significant other because like I said my parents were so against it but it's part of life it's part of learning and you should not feel guilty for wanting to be on your own because sometimes it's necessary for your mental health or just peace or you like to be clean and your family's not or you like to be dirty and your family's clean or you have a lot of conflict at home it's okay it's okay to leave um, if you're feeling guilty for leaving like I used to feel. I would just make sure to make an effort to still come home and like eat dinner sometimes and be not because I had to and not because I felt guilty but because I needed that because you're so used to living with your family for years, right? Since you're a kid, you guys eat dinner together or, you know, you watch Sabo Gigante together on Saturdays. Like I remember doing that with my family and I missed that sense of having those family things when I moved out. Although my family wasn't in the best situation at the time, we still would get together here and there, like to make a carne asada or do stuff. So I made an effort to always come home. And sometimes when you move far away, I know that's not easy. But just just keep in contact with them and not don't feel guilty for wanting to start your life. It's okay to start your life and to make new memories on your own. Sometimes you need that so you could appreciate what you have home or to appreciate that you left. It's just every situation is different, but don't feel guilty for moving out and don't let your family guilt trip you into not moving out. Si quieres hacerlo, hazlo. Y si no lo quieres hacer, quédate hasta que estés viejito, hasta que dejen la herencia para ti. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, like everyone's past different and some people just like living with their parents. I know so many people that are my age that still live with their parents and they love it. Like I have cousins who are a year younger than me and they still live with my aunt and my uncle and they're thriving. Like they, they love it. I still live with my mom and she respects like when I go out or when I don't come home and she's cool with it because she knows I'm an adult. But it's not, like I said, it's not the same for everybody and everybody's story is different. I know it's way easier said than done, but there's a lot that comes with moving out. Not only are you trying to figure out who you are, what type of lifestyle you want, bills and just responsibilities that you never thought of you also have to deal with the anxiety of leaving your family the sadness that comes with it and also the guilt and having these feelings are normal but sometimes they start messing with your head and you're thinking like did i make the right decision should i have moved out maybe i should have stayed home especially when you encounter like difficult times sometimes you have an internal guilt where you're thinking like it's not so much that you're worried about moving out, is that you're worried about how you're making the people that you love feel because you left them. And how to deal with this internally driven guilt is to remind yourself that there's nothing wrong with wanting more or having a new experience or moving to a new city or just being on your own. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. Then there's the external guilt, which is very popular in our culture. A lot of parents make their kids feel bad for wanting to leave or how dare you, like I did everything for you and now you're gonna abandon me. And a lot of the times that says more about them than about you because they're thinking maybe selfishly how it's gonna affect their life. They don't think wow, let me respect that they want to live on their own and, you know, go through the struggle because moving on your own is not easy. If you are having the struggle with your parents that they're making you feel guilty for wanting to move out, 
sit down with them and have a conversation and say how it's important for you to do this next move in your life and also reassure them that it's not because you want to abandon them or because you don't love them but that you want this for yourself and they have to respect that and also let them know that their action their reaction to you moving out is really hurting you and it's making it hard for you to do what you really want to do. And if the guilt continues, the external guilt where they're telling you like, how dare you want to move out, then you have to realize that this can be toxic behavior and you have to establish boundaries with these family members. There's also the anxiety that comes with moving out. Like, am I going to be happy where I move? Will I be safe? Like, will I make new friends? There's so much that comes to your mind. But what you have to remember is that there's certain things that are out of your control and you just have to live through it and see what happens. And just think that this decision is not a life commitment. You could always move back if you move out of state, if you move out of your house. A lot, of, especially in our culture, the families, they will want you back. They'll probably tease you for coming back. But if it's the wrong decision, then you tried. You tried, you did what you wanted. And you're like, mm, no, I like living with my mom and dad better. Or... Hmm, I like living closer or maybe I shouldn't have moved out of state like if you guys heard my episode where my brother talked about his college experience where he moved up north thinking that he was going to be happy and when he realized that it wasn't for him he came back and it's just part of life you l live and you learn I hope you guys enjoyed today's subject on the next part of the episode I'll be giving big sis advice so here is the first one hola Melina First, I want to thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable and being so open and sharing difficult things you have overcame. I know how hard it is to be so vulnerable. So my question regards daddy issues, quote unquote. I was unfortunately disowned by my father about four years ago. Although I didn't experience exactly what you went through, I can relate a lot to your feelings. I started listening to your podcast about two weeks ago, and I had been following you on TikTok, but I hadn't gotten around to listening to your podcast, and now I'm hooked. <laughs> I just finished hearing number 32, which is a letter to my dad, and so many emotions came up while I listened to you. I just wanted to hug you, um, and it felt like we were just talking on the phone. Anyways, my question to you is, how did you do it? You have ever came so you have overcome so much and you've came such a long way, Chica. Um, you lost the relationship with your dad and you went through a toxic relationship. You're amazing. I know I can get through my pain too, but I need advice on how to get to your place. Thank you. Okay, amigis, I'm not going to say that I cried when I heard this message the first time, but I'm not going to say that I didn't cry. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. Yeah, I, I've been through some stuff and it's been really hard. And sometimes I think, how did I get here? But I think what, it, what was important for me is to not deny my feelings, to speak about them. Therapy helped a lot. Um, I was always very closed off in the beginning about all the stuff I was going through. But after I think the relationship ending with my dad and my toxic relationship ending too, I just felt this sense of peace. And it didn't happen overnight. It took like a year. I'm still going through it. I'm not going to lie. There's like the toxic relationship. That's like way overdone. Like I'm happy. I made the right decision. The part about not having a relationship with my dad has been very difficult. And I'm not saying that 
it's always great and I feel amazing. There's days where I don't feel amazing, but I remember that it's important for me to show up for myself and if that person doesn't want to be part of my life, I can't force it. And some people might say like, oh, well, you don't want a relationship with him, but that's because he didn't respect my boundaries and he didn't want to be better. And I just couldn't deal with it because it was mentally very draining, emotionally draining. I just have found this sense of peace with where I'm at in life and todo pasa por una razón and sometimes the razón doesn't make sense. And you just have to go through the emotions, talk about it and just be there for yourself. Like the sense of peace that I have now, I've never felt. So now I know that those two things, which was a toxic relationship and having that bad relationship with my father were very draining to me and I've never felt this happy although it's very sad to say that way but I haven't felt this happy ever so just keep going be patient with yourself and remember to if you need therapy go to therapy if you need to talk about it like talk about it with be open like don't hide your feelings of how it affects you there's some people that I know that try to act like, I don't care. I don't care if my family or this person doesn't want a relationship with me, but you do care. So it's important to admit that. And I think when you, the first step is admitting, like when you admit that that does affect you, then it's easier to work through it. But it's, it's you just got to be patient with yourself little by little. Like, oh, get better every single day. Sending you a big hug. Thank you so much for your sweet words. Hi, Melina. My question to you is, what's the name of that book that helped you during your toughest times? And also, I want to start journaling. What do you think is a good journal entry? Hi, thank you so much for reminding me that I need to go to that episode and link the book because I keep getting this question so many times. It's linked in my Amazon storefront. You could click on the link on the description of this episode, but it's called Feeling Good by David Burns. So this book helped me so much because it will give you like scientifically proven techniques that will lift your spirits and help you understand why you're feeling a certain way. I recommend it to everybody it's really old school, so when you see it, you'll probably be like, what the heck? But it's a treasure, and I thank my therapist every day that he gave me this because I've recommended it to so many people, and it has helped them a lot. As far as journal entries, my type of journaling was mostly like, why do I feel like this, or I'm angry, or I'm sad, or I'm happy. It was mostly based on my emotions, but I haven't journaled, I'm going to be honest with you. I did save this Pinterest like uh, pin and it had a couple journal entries that I really like so I'll share them with you guys. Okay, one of them is what do you need to shed or leave behind from this past year? Oh my god, I love this one. It says what are four ways you will push yourself out of your comfort zone this year? This one's really important because this has been my mantra this year. What keeps you from experiencing peace? What have you accomplished in the last year that you're proud of? What makes you feel powerful? What makes you feel powerless? Okay, I am suddenly inspired to go journal because these are some really good questions that I feel are good to answer for yourself and just read back and see how your life has progressed like in a year from today. Thank you so much for your questions. I know I didn't get to all of them, but I have to get ready to go to my niece's birthday. I know I talked about recording on Saturday, 
But I didn't finish yesterday, so this morning I finished the rest of the episode. And yeah, son las diez, and I have to be there like at two. And by the time I transform, anyways, if you guys haven't placed your orders on the shirts, you can go ahead and do that on my website. I'll link it below. They are so cute. Last night I worked on shipping some of them. I'm gonna work tonight on shipping more of them. I am so excited to see you guys tagging me when you wear your shirt and represent out there. I appreciate appreciate you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unbreakable Latina. I know I haven't been too active on my TikTok, but your girl's been busy. I plan to TikTokear um, this week. And then Twitter, Latina Podcast, and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye! Thank you.